everyone. I'm so excited to be spending this time together. This is Catherine, of course, the host of the My Dead Dragon podcast. And as always, I am just sending you, my listeners, so much love and appreciation. I'm really grateful that you tuned in today to hear this conversation. And today I am talking with Maria Ray, who is the president and founder of Maria Ray LLC. Marie is a breakthrough business coach, transformational keynote speaker, Harvard a Blue Talk speaker, and is the founder of the Modern Warrior magazine, Empowering the Modern Woman. Marie's vision is to create a community that models integrity, inspires creativity, and embraces uniqueness. She believes that together we can create a world where everyone has a sense of purpose, lives their passion, has great success, and celebrates living their best life by creating time and financial freedom. Marie is a Blue Talk speaker, a Harvard University speaker, and has spoken at multiple women's events and conferences, and has been featured on numerous radio shows, news programs, and podcasts. And Marie, I'm really, I'm really excited to have this conversation today. I know you've got some really exciting things that you're doing, and you have such a powerful a story really of truly stepping into your own power and becoming the main character of your own life. And so can you start us out by sharing your story? I will. First of all, thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. I'm really super excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, I do have a, a unique story and um, I, I'm not, you know, and I thought a lot about where do I start? We may go back and forth a little bit, so you'll probably get a bigger sense of my story. But I thought mm. I would start um, at the time when I got married. I got married young. Um, I mm. had just turned 21. Mm. And I married a, a man nine years my senior. Mm. And so um, at the time I was going to school, but had a baby in that first year. Um, and life just happened. For the next 10 years, I had four babies. And I had wow. become a stay-at-home mom. Right. Yeah. Which I love. Just it, trying to keep everybody alive. It was the best thing I have ever done in my entire life. I mm. love also, I will tell you the hardest thing mm. that I've ever done in my life. Mm. Um, but I loved it. Um, but at the age of 32, I had uh, found myself going through a divorce. Mm. Um, so there I was uh, now a single mom with four children under 10. Um, and my youngest was a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about having to reinvent yourself, right? Not not only me as a, uh, me as a mom and how I'm going to go forward um, raising my four children, but me as a woman mm-hmm. and just knowing what my next step will be. You remember, I, I had been a stay-at-home mom now for, what, what mm-hmm. is that, 11 years. Wow. So that was... Um, a big, huge transition for me, a scary one. Um, So I can relate very well to people who have to make decisions maybe that they had not thought they were going to make, Mm. um, but that, um, you know, they always have the strength to make them, right? People often say to me, Marie, I don't know how you did that. I don't know Mm. how you did it. And I think you just do it, right? It's like taking those steps forward. You just do it. Yeah. Um, and we had a wonderful life. I mean, my children are doing amazingly well and they're grown and they're successful. So I did something right. Mm. <laughs> but in that transition period, I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I got to be honest with you, um, because I 
hadn't used anything I went to school for. Um, I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of happened on to becoming um, working in the sales and marketing for a magazine, a local publication. And then I um, um, became the editor of that publication within a year. I mean, I loved it. And that's really where I found um, my love for story mm. and where I um, saw the impact that story had on on every part of your life, really. Mm. Um, mm. So that's why, you know, I have since owned and sold um, multiple businesses and um, have loved every minute of it. Somehow we just figure it out and we go. And I've had, you know, wonderful people in my life. And um, so, but that challenge of not knowing, of not, of wondering if, or even if you can, if what it is that you should do, or if you can do it, is a very real thing, especially for people today with everything we've gone through in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it can be scary, and I understand that. Hmm. You know? So, so in that, like, so growing up and getting married young mm-hmm. and having a family and and choosing to be a stay at home mom. Did you like? Did it feel like that was just kind of what you did? Or was there a sense of I'm really consciously choosing this for myself? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It kind of happened for me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So if I go back just a little bit further in my life or at the beginning, um, I grew up and my father was abusive and alcoholic. Mm. So, you know, you learn things when you go through that kind of. Um, situation Mm -hmm. Um, and you become in a sense stronger in many ways I mean it can't go the other way and and, you know unfortunately you may not but for me I became stronger and I I I saw what I didn't want Mm. however um, you also learn that to kind of not be seen right yes to to stay um, safe to be safe not be seen I mean, fortunately, I had a mom or have a mom who is um, is wonderful. And she fought or, you know, when I meet what I all her life, meaning um, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She worked to make things happen. And she was the one who was the breadwinner because we never mm-hmm. saw any of his money. Right. So she took mm-hmm. care of the four kids. So I saw the strength in her and I learned to be strong because of her. And she also was a, a very strong faith based person. Mm-hmm. So I grew up Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. Today I'm very spiritual. I don't necessarily follow the Catholic rules, mm-hmm. um, but it gave me that base of knowing who God was. Mm. Uh, which was a lifesaver for me in many yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I married, I married a man who was, um, he, I, he wasn't a bad man. He just was um, a controlling man. Mm. And so it's what I knew, right? I was controlled mm-hmm. by a lot of things growing up. Mm-hmm. This was a natural for me to be, yeah. you know, controlled kind of in that situation. Yeah. And then as you have children and you get into your late 20s, you kind of come into your own. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. I don't want to be controlled anymore. I don't Mm. want, you know, these things. And then you start to clash. So Um, how did you come into your own? Right. Because I think you you make such a good point that we all 
have, and you know, my listeners, you're going to know what I'm going to say. We all have patterns about how we show up in our life and, and life whispers to us. And we have these opportunities to have wake up calls and realize, and sometimes it's the contrast that gives us the clarity that the knowing like, wow, that's really not working for me. Mm-hmm. And so Maria, for you in that process, how did you come into your own? What did, what did that look like? Was there like a thing that happened? Was it a mm-hmm. process? I think there were several things that happened. Um, the first life-changing moment for me, I, and I call it a life-changing moment or situation because it truly was, and that actually happened when I was 19, um, before I got married. And uh, I'll just tell you quickly um, the story. My mom had remarried, divorced and remarried, um, a man who was not very nice. <laughs> mm, patterns, and, patterns. Yeah, right, patterns. Uh, just like, yeah. okay, right? <laughs> not very nice. So I didn't really know his family and I was a little bit older. I was like, um, I think a senior in high school when she married him and I didn't really know his family. And I was going to school and working two jobs mm-hmm. um, it, um, after I got out of high school mm-hmm. um, to pay for school, right? So, um, one of the jobs was I was a nursing nurse's assistant at a nursing home. And one day a woman was admitted to the nursing home and she, I found out that she was actually my step grandmother oh, that wow. I had never met. Right. Wow. So now I had never met her and I had heard stories about her that she was not always very nice and kind. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't that great, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of person. And I understood that because I knew who my mom had married. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, I got it, whatever. It's okay. Um, but the woman I met in that nursing home was the sweetest, most genuine, loving person. Mm-hmm. Her and I bonded like, like, I, I can't even explain it. Hmm. So she was she was there because she had Alzheimer's. And she was there for, a, um, it was a short end of life thing. Hmm. Um, so we knew that she was not going to be there very long. So a couple of weeks went by and I grew this bond with her. And, um, you know, as people with Alzheimer's do, they forget. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she always knew who I was. Now, she might not know my name. Yeah. And she would call me that girl. Yeah. But she always knew me. And I just, I found that to be, um, you know, very much a blessing for me, but also for her that she could remember me. So she would ask for me a lot, even when I wasn't working. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would come visit her even in my off times. Again, it was just like um, a bond that I will never forget. And um, so you know, sometimes I would walk into work and they would say, hey, she's asking for that girl again. And I go talk to her. So the time mm-hmm. came when it was Bert's end of life. Um, mm-hmm. And Freddie, her daughter, um, came to me and asked me um, because I had made such this a deep bond with her mother, if I could um, pick a time to just they were doing round the clock care. Mm-hmm. And I took the nights. So the one night that I came in, Freddie met me at the door and she said, Maria, I don't know what's going on, but Bert has to talk to you. She sometimes will ask for Maria, sometimes that girl, but it's been all day. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's okay. I'm here now. So I'll go in. And I went in and um, it went after everyone left, Bert um, grabbed my hands and she was like kneading my hands. Like, Maria, I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. I have to talk to you. And I said, Bert, I'm here. What would you like? You know, what can I do? How can I help you? 
And uh, I just want to remind you that I'm only 19 years old. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I am only 19. Yeah. And she's meeting my hands and she looked at me and she said, Maria, I haven't always been good in my life. Mm. And I'm scared. I don't know where I'm going to go. Mm. Pretty big conversation for a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. And with her hands in mine, I looked at her. And I said, Bert, do you believe in God? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, as long as you love God and you believe in him, I know exactly where you're going to go. And I smiled at her and I said, hey, Bert, will you do me a favor when you get there? And she said, oh, yes, anything. And I said, will you look over me? in my life because I have a feeling I'm going to need a little bit of help. And with her hands in mine, she said, I absolutely will. And she turned her head, looked at the ceiling and died. Wow. Eyes open, hands released. She died. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm like just trying to keep it together here. (laughs) That was such a moment for me. That, um, you know, I think in life, there are those moments you're here for reasons. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that that moment, that time, that space was one of the reasons I was here Mm -hmm. to help her cross knowing that she was going to be okay. So my faith in God is very strong. (laughs) And that's what um, that's what got me through a lot of this in my life and these things, um, these challenges, these challenging times, because it can be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to share that story because it is such an impactful and so it made such an impact on my yeah. life. Mm. So how, what was the impact that that had on your life? Um, that I knew I wasn't alone, mm-hmm. that I never was alone. I've always had God by my side. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in angels and guides and uh, yeah. my higher self. And yeah. I actually have the gift of knowing that firsthand, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I feel so blessed about that. So that has truly helped me through some really, really tough times in my life. Mm. Um, my decisions, um, you know, what I needed to do going forward to trust my intuition Mm-hmm. that things were happening for a reason. I might not know yeah. the reason, yeah. but yeah. that they are. I also, it also helped me to realize that every moment is a gift. And I know that people don't um, have a hard time with that mm-hmm. because there's so many bad moments that happen throughout our lives. But what I tell people, if you can just find one blessing, mm-hmm. just one blessing, yeah. You it allows you to let go of those bad times mm-hmm. to let mm-hmm. more good in. Yeah. And for me, that um, big one for me was just that just knowing that my dad, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. That's a blessing that yeah. I'm able to experience this life. So that was enough for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is totally off topic from the podcast theme, but in my uh one of my coaching groups last night is this is kind of an advanced mm-hmm. coaching group. And we were talking about forgiveness 
and the role that forgiveness plays in in freeing up our life energy and and forgiveness is it's not about saying that what happened was okay that's absolutely not it right it's not about saying okay well you you know you done me wrong so i forgive you you can come back in my life that's not it we don't we don't forgive for other people we forgive for us so that we can become open to the flow of life and to love's presence and and within the the kind of conversation we actually got into the idea of soul contracts yes. and how over lifetimes that some of the content of our life some of the curriculum that we experience the challenges the difficulties we may not always know in the moment or immediately what the purpose of that was but that when we can actually connect to a bigger time and scale 100 percent, there is something there for us yes mm-hmm. i believe all of that yes yeah yeah same i know i know it to be true i know it to mm-hmm. be true so so in that so you had that pivotal experience this this knowing that okay i'm not alone Mm -hmm. there is a higher power out there god universe spirit source whatever bird right one of your angels you have a, a bird angel in heaven and so how did that help you with your process of really discovering realizing this is not for me, I want something different, recognizing maybe some of that pattern behavior, and really choosing to step forward in your life in a different way. So I think after divorcing, um, I had to do some self reflection Mm. on um, how I could move forward Mm. in in confidence, right? So I think my thing, for my entire life has been self-worth. I've struggled with it. I have um, done a lot of work around it. And just when you think that you've got it, (laughs) it creeps in there again, right? Yeah. Oh, but wait, there's more. (laughs) Yes. So I think, um, you know, I, uh, there, there wasn't a pivotal moment that I realized my self-worth um, other than I knew that the way that I thought about myself couldn't be true. It couldn't mm-hmm. be right. And why was I? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there was a pivotal moment and it just popped into my mind. Um, it was a it was an actual mirror moment. Ah. Um, so my um my uh therapist at the time when I was in my late 20s, this was before uh, my divorce, um because I went to do some work on my childhood, mm-hmm. she sent me to codependency treatment. Oh. Now, listen, who knew there was codependency treatment, right? I didn't. I yeah. didn't even know what codependency was. What's codependency? <laughs> right. So apparently you're codependent when you have an alcoholic person in your family. And, you know, so I get there. ACOA, I relate. I relate. I, I know. <laughs> Well, um, so I'm there and people are, are around. It's a six week program. I'm a dropout, actually, because my husband took me out after five weeks. Mm. I was getting too strong, I think. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different story. But um, so I'm there and in the tree and we're sitting around and there's a lot of people there and they're all telling their story. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking I'm not telling my story. 
Mm. None of these are worse than my story. I've got mm. the worst story here. I'm not telling them my story, right? So this self-talk thing's going on in my head, right? Yeah. And she gets to me and she said, now, Maria, um, it's your turn. And I said, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Really? Just go. I don't need to no, even talk You, you go first. You go first. <laughs> I don't need to talk today, you know? Yeah. And she said, Maria, stand up. Mm. And I did. She said, come with me. And at the end of this long room, everyone is on one end and there's this lonely mirror on the other. And she took me to the mirror and she stood, she stood me in front of it and she said, Maria, all you have to do is tell that person in the mirror that I love you. Mm-hmm. All you have to say is I love you mm-hmm. and you can go back and sit down and I'll leave you alone. Mm. And I looked in the mirror. Yeah. And Catherine, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I could not do it. And, and, and tears just started streaming from my face. And she said, Maria, all you have to do is say, I love you to that person in the mirror. And we'll go sit mm-hmm. down. And I bet we were there 10 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until I literally fell to my knees and started crying. Yeah. And she picked me up, we went back and sat down and she said, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. That changed my life. Because what I realized is that my self-worth, I meant nothing to mm-hmm. myself, nothing. I didn't even like myself. Yeah. So that was a big moment for me. And mm-hmm. how, did you, how did you learn to love yourself? Um, I started doing a lot of affirmations. I would put them up on the mirror. Um, I would do it privately at first. So before I was divorced, I did it privately, right? Because I didn't want to be made fun of, Hmm. right? What are you doing? You're stupid. Well, you can't do this. What do you mean? So I would do it privately, like in a notebook or something like that. Hmm. After I was divorced, I pinned them up everywhere I could, Hmm. you know, so I would constantly read these affirmations you know, you're smart, you are beautiful, you are, you know, good, you are kind, you are. Um, and I did that for many, many years. I still do that today. Mm-hmm. I still um, put different affirmations up, but affirmations just the same. And that, um, that has really helped me. I also um, started doing um, self-help books, self-development mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And I started following some people Um, And I can't even tell you who it was at first. It wasn't even like a person. It was just more of what they said Mm. that resonated with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to be honest, I think my angels and guides just picked me up and said, okay, enough is enough. Mm. Now we're going to work. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yep. The whispers got too loud. (laughs) Yep. You're here for a reason. Let's get going. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Giddy up. Giddy Mm -hmm. up. And, you know, and in the midst of, you know, raising my kids and trying to, you know, do my job and all of that, I mean, you just passed. It was crazy how fast that went, you know. And the work is never done. No, just when you think it is. The work is never done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking again in the, we're, we're actually in my coaching group. We're in our month in love right now. And of course, the the first love is is your love of self and spirit, right? Because you Mm -hmm. are a reflection of the infinite. And 
uh, talking about how forgiveness allows more love in to yourself, but really it all starts with loving yourself. And so for people listening, noticing, right, as Maria shared the mirror work and and looking at the mirror and saying, I love you to yourself, how do you feel? You're going to notice how you respond to that. And that's going to give you a clue about if maybe there's an opportunity there for you to lean into that work. Yeah. And I would encourage your listeners to try that. Stand in front of your mirror. No one has to be there with you, but just honestly get in, get in your heart and see if you can tell yourself you love her, that person in the mirror. Yeah. It's a good exercise. It's a great exercise. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great exercise. Yeah. And one of my other guests shared that how she started because the, the mirror was too much. She started with a pocket mirror. And just oh. like an eyeball and a pocket yeah. mirror, right? Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you could look back and give yourself some advice or a message, mm-hmm. what might that be? <clears throat> that you are enough. Mm-hmm that you can create whatever you want in this life. It's all yours. You just have to believe that you are enough. Yeah. 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 That's what I would say. And I would understand that Mm -hmm. because I wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. How difficult that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's really something to be said for that saying, um, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, <laughs> right? And it, and and it really, I mean, it's fun. It's a funny saying, but when you dive into that, mm-hmm. that is so true. Mm-hmm. If you don't love yourself, how can you love what's around you? Yeah. And I was, it's funny how we're, well, it's not funny. It's of course, we're connected mm-hmm. here virtually. Mm-hmm. And my, where my brain was kind of going before you even said that was, do you think or how do you think your work, your self work in loving yourself in really stepping into to accepting, loving, honoring who you are and, and what you came here to do? How has that impacted your children and their lives? Because I think a lot of moms feel guilty to do their own work. They feel like they have to like give it all to everybody else. So one thing I do know for sure is children are resilient and they're mm. smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> my, my kids have not had an easy life. Mm. They haven't. It was a struggle. They, they saw their mom struggle. They saw me be poor. They saw me not be able to pay bills. They saw me in my worst time ever. Mm. Um, but somehow all of that, that they learned from, Mm. So if you can learn to be vulnerable and be real and be who you are, even with your children, not in, not in a friend way. Yeah. Like when they're adults, right. Not when they're right. Yeah, there's right. A, Just uh, in a way where they see the struggles, you don't have to save them from that mm. because they actually learn from it. Mm. And that's why every one of my children, and I have four of them mm-hmm. are very successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I knew to what my kids know yeah. at that age. Yeah. You know, and they will tell you that they learned that from me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not that um, the the part of of knowing who they are and being strong enough mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I think um, today uh, people are so worried about um, um, doing right by their kids or mm-hmm. giving their kids everything mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just um, hiding them from what's going on. And that's not, in my opinion, not always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard to raise children and yeah. it's, you know, and it needs to be authentic and real. So that they can grow to be authentic and real. Mm-hmm. And as a mom, you can absolutely model that to them, right? By by committing to yourself, by investing your time, your energy, your resources in your own growth and development, you let them know that this is okay, this is healthy, and that they yes, deserve and, that as well. And, and I will tell you, I have not, um, I've done a lot wrong. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're breathing as a human being, you've done some stuff wrong. We all have done some stuff wrong. We've I've all shown up unskillfully. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part and of, I it's, don't know how my kids, I mean, sometimes I just don't know how my kids learned what they learned mm-hmm. <laughs> other than to say that it was divinely guided <laughs> because I don't know what else to say about that. Um, you know, because you do yeah. make mistakes, but I guess you have to be okay with admitting and going forward and knowing your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're all going to make mistakes. We're all mm-hmm. going to have times where we show up unskillfully in our, unskillfully in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so how can people find you? And of course I'll have all of your links in the show notes for my listeners, but how can people connect with you? What are you doing now? Um, yeah. yeah. Can you kind of give me a bit of an update on that? Well, I'm a big one for storytelling. Hmm. Um, I believe that um, when we tell our stories, they matter. People Mm -hmm. listen. You can captivate, influence, and transform people's lives with them. Mm. Um, So I um, have a couple of different things that I do. I mean, I'm an overall business coach, right? And I can help many people with their businesses. I've started and sold and um, all of that good stuff. And it's, it's from a heart, soul level that I do it. Mm. Um, but I also, um, um, have a program about, about telling stories, telling your stories. Mm. And one of them, I mean, it starts with the inner story and then your inner critic Mm. and your money story, which is huge for people in business right now. And actually always has been, but not enough people are making money Mm -hmm. and that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing what they love. And so, and that's all those two stories. That, that we work on is all your inner stuff and your um, mindset um, things and things that helped me along the way. I've had a lot of experience with that. But when you overcome those two stories, what a beautiful story it is. You mm. can get up there, you can speak about it, you can talk about it, you can write about it, mm-hmm. and you help others just by telling it. Mm-hmm. So those, um, so I do four stories that every woman needs to tell, and those are two mm-hmm. of them: mm-hmm. your um, inner story, your self story, your money story, and then we also do a purpose story. What's your purpose? Why are you here? A lot of people um, will tell you, "I don't know why we're here. I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm here." I will tell you though that after we do some inner work, 
Mm-hmm. They know why they're here. Yeah. yeah. You know, they know yeah. what their passions are. They become yeah. clear. Well, the purpose story or the signature story is um, what happened to your, in your life, pull pieces of your life um, that can, again, captivate, transform and influence people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also a story that can be told if you're a CEO, mm-hmm. if you're a business owner, um, you rally people around you, a sales manager, rally mm-hmm. the people around you that want to, you know, um, that you want to, you, you need to get to know these people to do good for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, the other story is the value story and the value story is, um, the value of your, your, it's, um, the story around, the value of your product or service, which Mm -hmm. is like a sales story, really, right? It bridges Mm -hmm. the gap between you and your new clients or your new, you and your clients. And you Mm -hmm. do it just by telling a story. Mm -hmm. People are so afraid of sales Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I teach them how to sell in a meaningful way where it's not like selling. Mm -hmm. They just tell their story Mm -hmm. and it sells itself. So I love that part of my program. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's about the story. And I love story. And then of course I have a, a framework and how we put together craft find and tell your stories, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I have all of that together. Um, but I love helping people in business. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I just real quick uh, what I realized is if I would have had somebody helping me. Mm-hmm when I had four small kids and didn't know where I was going and have the direction, boy, I tell you, I'd have gotten to this point sooner than later, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. there's a lot of people out there, especially today, um, women entrepreneurs, there's something like 250 million women entrepreneurs in the world right now mm. um, that are a not making money and b not doing, you know, maybe even what they love to do. Mm-hmm. And, it's important. It's yeah. important to look at yourself and to know that you're worthy. You're worth it, right? Mm-hmm. You're worth it, which is why mm-hmm. I do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I, I have to say, like, I have a seven so masters in counseling. I have been doing my own work therapy, coaching, self-discovery for over 26 yeah. years. And being in business was, I was, stunned at how much deeper the growth and the work had to go. Yes, it was. And again, coming from a background in counseling and therapy, right? It, it just it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So I love this. I love this. Mm-hmm. And so how so people can connect with you on your social media on your websites. And again, those yes. will be in the show notes for everyone to, to click into and um, Yes, and it's MariaRay.com. Um, the tricky thing to remember is my last name is spelled R-E-A. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's so MariaRay.com. Perfect. Yeah, and, and they can find me there or, um, you know, um, yeah, email me at Maria at MariaRay.com. Um, and I can help them out with anything as well. Um, the one thing that I um, do want to just mention, and, and I've really taken a big leap this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actually, it was last year. Um, and with all the information and all the things that I know about business and story and money and all of that, I became a certified money coach. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the midst of certifying myself as a business coach as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been working with clients for many, many years, but I decided to do that um, for myself. Because mm-hmm. you're worth it. Step and do it for myself. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm very excited about the possibilities and what it brings. And I've learned so much and it's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. And you have a, a super cool crack your money code. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Yes. So women, uh, so the program that um, I put together is called women rock and money hmm. warrior women rock and money. Mm-hmm. And um, it is um, it, um, it is about cracking your money code, and it's a lot of work around money and how you think about money. But it's also um, um, ways to learn why you're thinking about this to kind of legitimize mm-hmm. it, and so that you can actually change it. Mm-hmm. So I work with money archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, you take an assessment. Mm-hmm. You. Um, See, find your top three money archetypes. I give you a personal reading mm-hmm. on what that all means. And then that that is kind of the that is the code mm-hmm. in which you we start working to move you forward. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah, it is a pretty cool. Pr- that um, sounds really interesting. And it's very um, life changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did it myself, which also helped me with my money story. Um, and had many, many, many aha moments. So, okay. And mm-hmm. again, people can can connect with you on your social media, your website to, yes. to find out more about that. And mm-hmm. so, Maria, is there anything left needing to be said, or any last message you would want to say or share with my listeners? Well, I would just encourage people to believe in themselves. Hmm. Um, and I want them to know that whatever they want in this world, they can have. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of self-doubt out there. And I know that people don't know how they might get caught up in the, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. But what I'd like to say to them is you don't need to always know the how. Mm-hmm. You, the why is more important than the how. Mm-hmm. You can take small baby steps towards that why you you want to start your business or you want to get a new job or you want a new relationship or you want to get out of, you know, an abusive relation, whatever it is. Um, Every small step matters. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'd like people to know. Mm, I love that. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I share with people is that you don't need to know the how you just need to know that the how is known. The how is known and it will reveal itself to you as you take those steps. It is known. Yes, yeah, it is known. And so because it can be quite overwhelming for people. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And thinking that we have to know the whole plan from the get go. No, no, no. You don't need to know that. You just need to know kind of where you're going and then what is the next step. That's all you need to focus on. Yes. And I'm working with someone right now who um, wants, it has a, a job and wants to, you know, stop the job and and Mm. do her own business. And that is something I've already lived through having to do that. I had a job and then I decided to go out on my own. Mm. That's that's very much the steps that we're taking to get her to to do what she loves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, I love that. So thank you so much, Maria, for spending this time with me today. I have so enjoyed our conversation. I'm so appreciating all of the synchronicities. I love it when that happens. And uh, to my listeners, I'm just sending you a big hug. I am loving on you. I am so appreciative and grateful for you. And know that I believe in you. You can do this. And all you need to worry about is the next step. You don't have to figure it all out right away. Just what is your next step? And so identify that step and then take it. Take it because you're worth it. You're worth it. And I will catch you next time. Until then, have an amazing, amazing day.